John chapter 10 is what we're going to look at for a little bit today. John chapter 10. So last week we saw in Matthew chapter 9 where Jesus saw the people like sheep without a shepherd. And he saw them as helpless and harassed. And so this is the picture that we showed of the sheep without a shepherd. And he can't shear himself. He can't carry weight. Uh, you notice that there is uh, wool over his eyes called wool blindness. And so that poor fella would just uh, walk through the pastures not really knowing where he's going. Uh, you can see all the filth in the front. You can't imagine what would be on the back. As you can tell that his eliminations cannot be completely eliminated. And when you find a sheep like this, there's going to be maggots. There's going to be insects in his, in his wool. Uh, it's going to irritate his skin. He's going to have lots of issues uh, that he just can't get over. He's going to have some disease issues. He is going to have some uh, uh, health issues for sure. And, and not only uh, does he struggle with wool blindness there, but also you can imagine that if it's hot outside and the summertime comes, springtime comes, and he has not seen a shepherd lately and has not been sheared. He's been out of the fold for a while. Um, suffering from heat stroke is a real issue, and a lot of sheep die when they wander away from the fold because they, I mean, I mean that's a lot of coats that boy's wearing, and it puts him in a bad spot. And so that's what it's like to be a sheep without a shepherd. You can imagine the life that you have and because the wool is so thick, there's a good potential because of his blindness. He won't see the cliff. He won't see the valley. He won't see the ditch. That, that he will literally roll off into a ditch and will be on his back. And because of the way the wool is, much like a turtle, when a turtle gets on his back, can't flip over. And so that guy right there will find himself on his back and he won't have the ability to roll over and be able to get up. So a sheep without a shepherd, as Jesus said, is a very, very uh, helpless, hopeless situation. And Jesus saw the people of helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. Now, let me show you another picture. This, these are sheep with a shepherd. Do you see the difference? Look at mama. She's been sheared. She's in good shape. She's not going to struggle from wool blindness. She's not going to struggle from heat stroke. Uh, she can take care of her young. Look at the green grass. The shepherd has taken them to green grass. And, and I love the picture of that one leaping for joy. What a great uh, life it is. And these are, th this is picture of sheep that are in the fold. Sheep that have a shepherd. So let's look in John chapter 10 and, and see what it's like to be in the fold. See what life is like and the difference between sheep with a shepherd and sheep without a shepherd. Jesus says in John chapter 10, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than go through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. So you have a sheepfold. Now the sheepfold is a pen. In the Bible lands, it was ordinary, this is the way it was, that in the hills, in the valleys where the green grass is, 
Uh, it's, it's much like we call uh, uh, Austin stone, that, that limestone that when it rains, uh, it makes the hills and the, and the uh, valleys very porous, right? And so Jerusalem stone that looks very much like Austin stone in those valleys, uh, when it rained, it would, and when it rains in the, in the Bible lands, oftentimes it's a heavy, you know, heavy pour because it's desert. And when it rains, it rains hard. And that rain, that water, when it runs down the hill, makes lots of caves in the Jerusalem stone. And so the shepherds would find those caves. And that would be a place where they can get the sheep in out of the element. That's a place where they could hide from the cold. That's a place where they could get out of the rain. And if there's a lightning storm, they can hide in there. And also, they could put the sheep in there and have a place for them to uh, uh, pr uh, be protected from the elements and be protected from predators that might be around. And there's lots of rock around. So they would build a wall or a fence out of the, out of the rock, and it would come out from that hole and it would make a, a, a nice little pen, and, and the, they would leave an opening in that rock wall, and that was the sheep door. That was the gate. That's the door. And, and the shepherd, in the evenings, when it was time for the, for the sheep to sleep and rest, he would take them out of the field, and, and, and he would lead them back to that sheepfold and put them in the sheepfold, and, and that shepherd would sit in the doorway and that would keep the sheep from leaving and that would keep predators from coming in and and he would just sit there and as a sheep would meander around a little bit he'd reach over and grab one pull out stickers from his face its eyes his mouth its ears and take care of them and he would love on them and take care of them from that very uh, door and and so Jesus says I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. He says he's not going to come through me. And so he's going to scale the wall in another place of the sheepfold. He says in verse 2, But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will not follow a stranger's voice. Isn't that interesting? They know the voice of their shepherd, but they will not follow a stranger's voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. In the Bible lands, it was, it was common that there'd be one watering hole. And using that one watering hole would be several shepherds. And they, they're likely to all show up, or two or three or different uh, flocks, to show up to that watering hole at the same time. And those sheep would intermingle with each other. And if a, a casual bystander uh, observing what's going on wouldn't be able to pick and choose which sheep is who belongs to which shepherd. Now those shepherds knew. 
And when it was time, when a shepherd deemed that his sheep had had enough to drink, he would shout for them, he would call for them, and he would start walking away, and crazy, his sheep would hear their shepherd's voice, and they wouldn't go with the wrong shepherd. They would follow their shepherd out. And Jesus said that his sheep hear his voice. Jesus said that his sheep follow his lead. Jesus said that, that he leads his sheep. And Jesus said that his sheep do not follow strangers. So we got four things here that Jesus says that is part of a sheep that's under a shepherd, a sheep that has a shepherd, a sheep that's in the flock, the sheep that's in the sheepfold. They hear the voice of their shepherd. The shepherd leads them, and they are willing to let him lead, and they follow him, they obey him, and they won't listen to a stranger's voice. That's the mark. That's the difference between that first sheep that wandered away and didn't have a shepherd, and then that second picture of those leaping lamb that they have a shepherd. Do you hear his voice? Do you hear the voice of the shepherd? Do you hear the voice of the Lord? Are you being led? When you think about your life, you think about, you ask yourself that question, am I hearing his voice? Am I being led? The question, the third question, are you following him today? Are you hearing him? Are you trusting in him? Are you being led? You see, we hear his word and we believe his word and we obey his word. We follow his directions. Do you hear the voice of the shepherd? Are you being led by the shepherd? Are you following him? And also ask yourself this question when it comes to this stranger that Jesus says that his sheep will not follow a stranger's voice. Who influences you the most? What, what voice are you listening to and you're honoring the most? The word honor means wait. And so when you honor someone, what they say matters to you and it influences you. Who do you honor? What voice do you hear? What voice do you listen to? Who leads you? Is it the Lord Jesus or is it a stranger? Is it the Lord Jesus through His Holy Spirit or is it an imposter? Is it a thief and a robber? Who are you listening to? I kept up with it this week thinking about now I'm going to write down the times that I, that I believe the Lord was speaking to me. Now, we know the Lord speaks to us through His Word. We know the Lord speaks to us through prayer. We know the Lord speaks to us through the body of Christ. That's, that's, the Scripture tells us that. And when we come to the body, when we come to church, when we go to our Bible study, when we come to worship, we just need to listen. We listen to other believers. We listen to other sheep that are in the sheepfold. We need to listen to what other believers are sharing because the Lord is going to communicate through the Bible, through prayer, and through believers. And He also communicates to us through circumstances. Through circumstances. So, 
right now I'm going through the book of Jeremiah as my personal devotional time. I do five chapters a day, and and I read through the book of Jeremiah. And I'm I'm gonna I, what I do in my devotional time is is I'll go to a book that that I need to pay attention to, and I just merely say, Lord, what do you want me to read? I was in Job for about two months uh, um, ago, and now I've been going through Jeremiah. And so I put myself in that frame. I put myself in that mindset of I'm in the fold. I believe I'm here in the shepherd. And I just ask, Lord, speak to me. Show me. What do I need to learn? What do I need to hear? What do I need to believe? What do I need to repent of? What do I need to get away from? In the book of Jeremiah, I said, this is God's word to me. Just like the book of Jeremiah was God's word to them, it is now God's word to us, and the Holy Spirit leads us. So as I'm reading through the book of Jeremiah, here are some things that I heard the Lord say to me this week. Compared to Jeremiah, you got it good. I heard the Lord say that, clear as a bell. It's true. It doesn't contradict the Scripture. It, it builds faith. It helps me understand. I mean, when you read through the book of Jeremiah, holy cow, Jeremiah's life was, was just unbelievably hard. I mean, he was misunderstood, he was rejected, he was hunted, he was marked, he was stoned. I mean, he would just do what God told him to do. The Lord said, I want you to go and say what I say. I want you to go speak to them and tell them what I want them to hear. And of course, he was talking about the, the Babylonian captivity. And I mean, how would you like to be Jeremiah that he would go to the temple, that he would go to the streets, and he would go to the... Uh, the place of, of worship, the place where these things took place, or, the, or in Jerusalem, they say, let me tell you something. It's because of sin that we are going to be in captivity. It's because of sin that we are in captivity. It is because of your sin. He called down uh, uh, the, the kings. He called down the priests. He called down the leaders. And man, did he go through some hardships because he did what God said for him to do. So I was reading through that and I went, man, man, I've got it good compared to Jeremiah. They're not killing the prophets here like they did there in Jerusalem. I also heard the Lord say, Lee, just as I was concerned with idolatry then, I'm concerned with idolatry now. I'm concerned with sin that, that causes people to not honor me and not long for me, not yearn for me, not worship me. And, and I heard the Lord speak through the book of Jeremiah because it's God's Word, right? It's God's Word speaking to us. And, and, and because uh, idolatry is sinning against God and, and when people uh, use up the blessings of God for their own purpose and, and they don't honor the one that's given to them, they fall into all kinds of different idolatry worship. And it's, it's adultery. It's unfaithfulness. It's turning our back on God. And, and people, nations, are going to be judged because of that idolatry. I heard the Lord say that. We need to be aware of idolatry. We need to repent of idolatry. I, I heard the Lord say, I am loved. I heard the Lord say, I am forgiven. 
I had a situation that I was talking with the Lord about, and I said, Lord, what are we going to do about this? How are we going to handle it? What steps do we need to take for this? And, and I heard the Lord say, be patient and trust me with this. Okay. All right. Be patient and trust me with this. And I also heard the Lord say, you know, you've been talking with me about that for a while. I'm telling you the same thing over and over and over. Be patient and trust me with this. Now, you're beginning to let your mind wander a little bit, and you're beginning to not understand that I'm telling you, Lee, I'm telling you that I want you to trust me and be patient with it. Now, in, in my way of understanding, is it the Lord speaking to me, or is it my imagination? Is it the Lord speaking to me, or a stranger, God forbid, here? If, is this the word of the Lord to me? Does it contradict anything in Scripture? If it contradicts anything in Scripture, it's not the Lord speaking to me. If, if you're hearing a message and it contradicts Scripture, it's not the Lord speaking to you. It's your flesh, it's the world, it's, it's the evil one, it's Satan. It's demonic. Because God never is going to speak to us in a way that contradicts His Scripture. So if, if you hear the Lord say to you, you are justified in the selfish anger that you have. That's not from the Lord. That's not from God because that contradicts Scripture. If the Lord says you deserve to get what you want, that's not from Scripture. We don't deserve anything. That's from the stranger. That's from the evil one. If you hear the Lord say, trust me and be patient, that's from the Lord. Because that doesn't contradict Scripture. Because over and over and over we see in Scripture that when we come to difficulties, challenges, what do we need to do? Believe God and trust Him. So when does it contradict Scripture? Does it require faith? That's another thing that I listen for. Is it going to require me to move forward with faith? Because God never has called us to move forward by sight or to move forward by reason or to move forward within our own means. The Bible tells us completely opposite of that. So does it contradict Scripture? Does it require faith? Who is going to be glorified in this decision? Are you going to be glorified? Are you going to be honored? Or is God going to be honored and glorified? So I take those three things. Who receives the glory and honor from this decision, from this choice, from this action that I may take? Does it contradict Scripture? Does it require faith? Is it something that God is going to use and bring Him glory? And the fourth thing that I look for is, can I just not get away from it? I mean, the Holy Spirit is always coming back to me with that one idea, that one subject, that one perspective. Is this the message I keep on hearing? And if it's a message that I keep on hearing that doesn't contradict Scripture, then that's the Lord speaking to me. And if you'll use that same thing as a, as a believer, as one of the members of his family in the sheepfold, look at, your, look at that message that you're hearing. Observe that message you're hearing. Analyze that message you're hearing. Does it contradict Scripture? Does it honor God? Does it require faith? And, and can you just not get away from it? And so this week in my prayer time, when I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what am I going to do with this? He said, knucklehead, trust me. Trust me and be patient. 
I'm going to work. And I was laughing this morning. We were singing the line, even if I don't hear it, I'm working. Even if I don't see it, I'm working. Even if I don't feel it, I'm working. And, and so I was going, yes, Lord. I mean, how many times, God, do you have to remind me of that? You know, in the cotton-picking song. There you go. Don't be... Don't be caught off guard. Don't be amazed. Don't be so surprised that the Lord speaks to you. Why would He not speak to us? He said He would. Here in this scripture in John chapter 10, Jesus says, My sheep know me, and my sheep know my voice. He's going to speak to you. And so messages that you receive. Now, for me, I, I kind of hear it in my own voice. It's kind of like my own awareness. I'm not hearing another voice. I'm not hearing a boom, a thunder from God, but I hear it in my own voice, and I hear His Word speaking to me, His very Scripture. It doesn't contradict. It requires faith. It honors God and not me, and I can't get away from it. Lee, keep faithful. He spoke to me this week and said, regardless of what you do, remain faithful. Stay focused with all this mess going on. Don't get caught up in, in the politics. Don't get caught up in the upheaval in the world. Don't get caught up with all the hatred that's being spewed. Don't get sidetracked with all that. Don't, don't sit there and just read all those different uh Articles about why this is wrong and why this is wrong. Stay focused on me. I heard the Lord say that to me. Don't get sidetracked. I heard the Lord say to me, Lee, if, if you dwell on, on politics, if you dwell on riots, if you dwell on, on people's idolatry, if that's what you focus on, if you're not careful, you will become bitter. Now, I know that was from the Lord because the book of Hebrews says, do not let a bitter root grow. That's the word of the Lord. It requires faith. It honors God. I will not honor God. I will not glorify God if I become bitter. If I allow a resentment, if I allow a grudge to build in me, if I get my heart focused on something other than Almighty God and glorifying Him then I'm not listening to the right voice. I heard the Lord say that. Very, very clear. He said that to me. He's, I'm not surprised that He said it to me because Jesus said, My sheep will know me and they will know my voice. I will lead them. I'll take care of them. I heard Him say, You are forgiven. Must need a lot of that this week. You are my child. Something else I heard this week. Call so-and-so. Call so-and-so. Call so-and-so. Check up on so-and-so. Find out about so-and-so. Lord, do I do that? Yes, do that. Do that. This simple little thing. So the Lord speak, spoke to me this week with what I would believe to be really important things and really important things, but they might have a different perspective, right? He spoke to me about my life, about what I'm doing, about what I'm focusing on, about where my mindset is, about, you know, if, 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 if a fear begins to, to grow in me, what to do with that? If bitterness begins to grow, what to do with that? If anxiety begins to kind of grow a little bit, what to do with that? 
I just heard his voice. And he asked me to adjust. He asked me to judge. He, he asked me to adjust my thoughts. He said, don't hold that thought captive. Don't let that stay. Let that one stay. Let that one go. Don't dwell on that. The Lord spoke. The Lord spoke. It's time for you to meet me. It's time for you to get on the back porch and meet me, Lee. Heard the Lord say that most mornings this week. Get Jeremiah. Read Jeremiah this week. So I heard the Lord say that. He invited me to meet with him. You ever have a thought? I ought to read. That's from the Lord. You think the evil ones ask you to read the Bible? Isn't that, isn't that clear? You, you ever had a thought, man, I need to go pray. You think that's from your flesh? No. It's not from the stranger. It's not from the enemy that wants to influence you more than God. I mean, it, you know, if you just have a thought, you're going, you're driving down the road. So, you know, it's been a while since I just got alone and just got the Bible and just read and prayed and talked with the Lord. Where do you think that comes from? That's an invitation. Hey, are you home? You know, the, phone, the spiritual phone rings. Hey, Lee, are you home? Go get, you haven't read Jeremiah today. I'm waiting to talk with you. Of course, that's the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And so you ought to read the Bible. You ought to pray. You ought to call someone. You, you ought to call someone and talk with them about their faith. You ought to call someone and ask someone a spiritual question. You ought to call someone and say, hey, how's it going with the Lord? You think that the world is asking you to do that? No, that's the Lord's invitation to you to spend time with him. Now, when he spends time with you, listen to him. If he says to you, hey, this isn't the right spirit to have. This isn't the right attitude to have. This doesn't glorify me. That, that grudge that you're holding on to, that's not of me. When you hear him say that, that's the Lord speaking to you. So what we see here in, in this scripture that they don't understand, and so Jesus explains it to them in 7 through 18. We'll look at that next week, Lord willing, if that's what he wants. But do you hear the Lord speak to you? Are you aware of his speaking? Do you understand that if, if, if in your spirit, in your, in your soul, in your awarenesses, in your knower, you hear the Lord say, you hear a voice say, you are loved. That's from, the, that's from the Lord. If you hear a voice say, you're worthless, that's not from the Lord. If, if you hear in your spirit, in your awareness, in your conscience, if you hear, you need to forgive them, that's from the Lord. Satan doesn't want us to forgive anyone. Our flesh resists forgiving anyone. The world does not want us forgiving anyone. And so when, when you hear, when you are aware of those thoughts, those things that would only come from the Lord, that's Him speaking to you. That'll give you an opportunity to heat leap around like that little lamb in green grass with a sheared mom 
glad she goes and got that shear and I'm glad my mom's in the fold that little lamb's thinking I don't want to be around a stinking mom that doesn't get sheared do you hear him speak are you being led by him are you being led by the Lord who's in charge of your life are you following him are you faithful are you obedient is your heart only his are you worshiping any other things is there idolatry is there a divided mind is there a divided heart is there a Sunday morning heart and a Monday morning heart a divided life the word of the Lord tells us that if you are divided then you are not right with God he wants a whole heart all our focus all we want he wants to honor him completely are you following him what influences you the most are you hearing his voice and are you honoring him so sheep hear the voice of the shepherd they know the voice of the shepherd they follow the shepherd they will not follow the voice of a stranger Lord help us to to grow in being able to fully hear your voice to know your way to understand what you want and to live for you in Jesus name amen